127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 yo. What to do to the podcast crew? Yo, 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 yo. Hey, yo, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We're back today. I just switched it up on him. We've gotten too, we've gotten too used to the intro. I was not expecting that. We've gotten too used to the intro, okay? Yep. Did y'all, y'all hear something in here? And have a good day. <laughs> Goodbye. There's a, there's Goodbye. A, there's a loud ringing in here, Zach. A loud ring. A loud ring, You're going man. straight to this, I, bro. I can't hear over it. I think your rap name would be Skittles. <laughs> Skittles? <laughs> it's definitely not M&M's. <laughs> You're Skittles. <laughs> what? I could, I could rap like Eminem. No. Till I collapse, bro. I got that song all day. <laughs> Till I collapse, I'm spilling these raps. <laughs> that's all I got, dude. Where are we? Is that Eminem? I think that's Eminem. Uh, that's my unsaved days. Why, why are you in such a good mood? I am. Always, my, my ring comment just like yeah, disappeared. Everybody's yeah. probably really confused at that right now. I'm not. I'm always in a good mood. It was a, hey, everybody, congratulate our podcast host. The man got his Aggie ring. Thank you. Whoop. Whoop. Doop. Diddy doop. Dude, it's like shiny. It looks just like you. What? What does that mean? Look, shiny? Stick it next to your hair. Oh, golly. Look at that. It's the same color. I need to get a haircut really bad, by the way. Ooh, somebody told me last night that you got a haircut. Yeah, Saul said you got Saul like you go. I was up. I was supposed to. Yeah, you just need for, a singular, for today. You need just a singular haircut. Well, I was gonna get multiple hairs cut. Oh, okay, oh, okay. But I also don't have a vehicle, and so that made it really difficult. Like we've kind of brought on the podcast for the past two months that I don't have a vehicle. <laughs> but you have an Aggie ring now. Oh, hey, who is that? What's up, bro? You could have. Oh, he's got called. a sign. Does he have a sign? Sorry, guys, this is live action. Uh, D Web is in through our. <laughs> what an intro. Uh. What is he doing? Uh, he's working on the church map, I believe. Okay. He looks good. We derailed that really <clears throat> hard. He always looks good. Yeah. <laughs> he's fancy. Hey, he's, this, in his, he's in his grout fit today. His grout fit? <laughs> Dude, gray outfit, man. He is oh, gray top to down. I thought we were talking about grout wood for a second. I, uh... <laughs> it's absurd what we're looking at right why is, now. Why is like a, not kicking? There's bro. like a little window in our <laughs> podcast studio, and D Webb is currently staring at it. Well, he's us through it. He was laying. He was laying down, it. looking through that. That was funny. How are y'all doing today, man? Good. I am good. Solid. Yeah. yeah. It's a Thursday. Yeah. It is a Thursday. One thirty on a Thursday. Well. Oh, it's. Um, it's yeah. after two. It's two oh seven. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that's wild. Crazy. A one twenty seven softball team has their second round of intramural playoffs tonight. Yep. Six forty five. Really? Yeah. Six forty five games. Mm-hmm. Didn't it used to be at nine o'clock? Yeah, it's something like that. We got a little probably. little little sunset game. Little sunset bombs. game. Then you wake up again and it's like winning three three sunsets later. <laughs> He's trying to transition. <laughs> you know, wake up three sunsets later. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you transition okay. that yeah. way. Yeah. Three three sunsets later. Just like Jonah was in, in the fish for about three Jesus days. Or Jonah? Well, we could talk about Jesus too. I think I think Jonah has a lot of connections to, you know, the coming of Jesus. Points a lot to that. But we'll and, get there. And Jesus wasn't three sunsets. You're tr- yeah. That's true. Jesus was, was two. But the symbolism of three, I guess. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. You're 100% correct. I agree with that. So, 
what is this week five week five of absurd these are absurd stories in the bible uh that we're just walking through talking about context and background to get wrap our heads around it a little bit and then sure. applying it to the big context of scripture um, and what that does to point to christ and how we can leave reading these stories just encouraged and changed so this week obviously we're talking about jonah has a whole book dedicated to him congrats that's pretty that's pretty gnarly yeah. yep four chapters we can honestly read the whole thing it wouldn't take that long isn't it only but like 40, 48 verses or something total i don't know how many total verses it is could be wrong uh, i think it's that's uh, probably close first one 17 17 and 27 last one Thirty-seven. There's just nine. Four. Eleven. Forty-eight. Forty-eight verses. What did you say before? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Golly, that's smart. <laughs> yep. All right. Overview of the story. I think we could probably cover all of our bases here. Mm-hmm. Beginning, middle, end. What do we got? Story of Jonah. Well, he uh. Very energetic today. Was uh. <laughs> Well, uh, today, uh, well, uh, uh, prophet told to go preach to Nineveh. Um, the issue with that is that, uh, Nineveh was the major city of the Assyrians and the Assyrians really like to kill people. Um, kill a lot of people. They're good at it too. Longtime enemies of Israel. Uh, and, and not just like kind of an enemy, but like a violent enemy of them should be afraid of that. And so he has a little bit of a reluctance to go to the city. In fact, he runs the other way and uh, God's like, no, that's, that's not how this is going to go. Ends up on a boat, gets tossed off the boat because of a storm and uh, his confession to the people that this is the storm is his fault. So they throw him uh, when the overboard, when the storm comes down, the, uh, the sailors doing the right thing are like, Hey, let's get him back up here. And God's like, no, we're not going to do that. It's uh, swallowed up by a big fish. They tell me it wasn't a whale. It's hey, uh, yeah. the, the the language in the Bible doesn't say well. Where do we so, get that from? Fact, it just uh, Veggie Tales, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hang on. In Veggie Tales, he ends up in there, and then there's a whole choir and everything down in the belly. And <laughs> is it a well that swallows him, or is it another like vegetable? A what? <laughs> I don't think it's a vegetable. I mean, it could. It, I don't. I don't remember. Aren't all the characters vegetables though? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know if all the animals are vegetables because the Cebu not a vegetable. Oh. It like didn't a, sound like you said whale. It sounds like, like a whale. What'd you say? Well, well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, well, um, and so ends in, ends up in the belly for three days, three nights, gets yacked up onto the shore. Yacked. That's awesome. Near Nineveh, uh, wanders through the city, um, preaching a seven word, what we want to say it's just a seven word sermon. Um, Dude, repent because you're about to get destroyed, basically. Yep. Um, and it starts a revival. And uh, from the top down, they are uh, they repent in in sackcloth and ashes and uh, turn to the Lord. And in doing so, Jonah gets mad because he would rather than be destroyed than yeah. be a brother. Mm. And so he ends up out in the desert throwing a fit. God provides a little bit of shade through a, a, a miracle plant. Um, that gets eaten by a worm, and so he throws another fit. Impressive worm. Um, and and it, it ends with, I'm going to have to flip over there. Uh, where are we at? Jonah? That's that book, right? Jonah 4. Way down there at the end. It, it ends with one of the coolest little little chunks where he he's, he's mad, and uh, God says to him, is it right for you to be mad about this plant? Yeah, it's right. He replied, I'm angry enough to die. 
that you cared about the plant which you did not labor and did not grow. It appeared at night and perished at night. So may I not care about the great city of Nineveh, which mm-hmm. has more than 120,000 people who cannot distinguish their right from their left. He's not saying that there's 120,000 stupid people in the city. He's saying there's 120,000 babies. Yeah. He said, shouldn't you at least care about the fact that there's 120,000 babies that you wanted destroyed? As well as many animals. You you can be mad about the evil guys who, yes, have done evil, who have strung your people up on poles and put them on display. Yeah, that's fine. Care about the babies and maybe the animals. Yeah. At least. That's crazy. Crazy, and it stops. It's done. We don't know what happened after that. That's crazy. I don't get Jonah's answer. It's It's like Mark all over again, bro. Yeah, Mark sixteen. Should, dude. should have written just like the gospel, and then he came up out of the tomb like that. Yeah. Let's finish it, but that's yeah. it right there. It's interesting. What would you? Uh, this is completely off topic, but you said seven word sermon. What would your seven word sermon be? You get one shot, one Golly, opportunity. Lee, I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> just take his. We may have to do a whole uh, podcast episode on you, seven second or seven word sermon. You are a sinner. Jesus got you. Grace. Jesus got you. <laughs> Jesus got you, man. You are a sinner. Jesus got Done. you. Done. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, the normal question that we ask, but I think this is pretty obvious. But what makes the story absurd? I don't know. A fish swam like a ton of miles in three days. That's, I mean, that's he also had a human. That's the most absurd part to you. He also had a human. Okay. <laughs> by like, the way, that's like, but... dude, that fish was cooking. Can we appreciate that? How far was it? Wait, didn't didn't Jonah so, walk though too? Like five hundred miles. So Nineveh was five hundred miles from Jerusalem, and then he was traveling to what? How do you pronounce it? The other one, Tar- Tarshish. Tarshish. Yeah, was two thousand miles from Jerusalem. So they're about twenty five hundred miles apart. Okay. Now, how far that was on water? I have no idea. But I'm assuming most of it was via water. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that, though. There's still a good amount. I mean, I don't think the fish took him by land anywhere. That'd be impressive, though. That would be even more <laughs> absurd. <laughs> and then the fish came out of the Short water and started walking on land. That fish is ambidextrous. That would be insane. So the most absurd part of the story is for you, the amount that the fish swam. No, no I was joking. Oh, okay. The fact that the fish swam X amount of distance with a human being in them. Yeah, yeah. Or, I, mean, I don't know. Even looking at the map, for those of you who are not going to do the legwork um, on this, uh, where he was at was in. You hear that piano? Where he was yeah, at yeah. was in was in Joppa. That's where he got on the boat. Was Joppa. heading was heading to Tarshish, but we don't know if he got there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he didn't get there. But either way, let let's just go halfway. Okay, that may even be an over overestimate, but that's twelve hundred fifty miles via like straight bird flying there. Most of it yeah. is over water, but twelve hundred fifty miles. And that and so the fish, was, that fish was cooking, dog. Yeah, well, that was. Never mind, keep going. So you going four hundred miles a day? That's a fast fish. That that's a, that's that's a fast insane. fish. So absurd. But Nineveh, Nineveh is five hundred and fifty miles from Joppa via land. So that's how much he walked. Which means even if he was a little bit farther north to that point, it was still a couple hundred miles from oh, the yeah. shore. That's so it wasn't like a he got dropped off and was there. That's yeah. it. I always thought that when I was a kid, it was like, oh, he got eaten, spit up, oh, he's there. Yeah. No, like he, I mean, he was traveling, that's, that's at weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he's fast. And that's too. like, that's a lot of wrestling with the Lord too. Yeah. Weeks just walking. Sure. But imagine being a fish. <laughs> traveling all that distance and a dude, just some dude like throwing haymakers at you inside of you. Yeah, that would be weird. 
if he was alive. Yeah. Oh. So you can always continue. We'll go. We'll go there. Do you want to go if he's no, alive? No, 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 no. You, you can go there. Do you want to go? There? No, no, no. What were you gonna We're say? Going Sorry. Sorry. I was. I was just in chapter two. The fact that he's praying inside of a fish. Praying inside. It. So he's That's alive. Wild. He's alive. Is what you're saying? Even like I have to I'm, assume. I agree. Yeah. If he's praying <laughs> that he, he's alive, this is. It's a weird connect because the Lord appointed a great fish, swallowed Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish. And chapter two is just that prayer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Lord commanded the fish and vomited Jonah on the, ground, on, the, on the dry ground. On the ground. And then the Lord came to Jonah and said, hey, this is what I need you to go preach. I need you to go preach this to them. Nineveh was an extremely great city, a three-day walk. Um, not from the shore to, to Nineveh, but from one end to the other. And so... Sorry, I'm really distracted. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of noises. Some trumpets happening down there. A three-day walk. And so he just started from one end of the city and the other yeah. and preached for three days, saying the same thing. That's that seven-word sermon. Yeah. That, it's wild. That's pretty crazy. But... So, let's see... Let's visit it. We we sort of mentioned it. Let's visit it. Yeah, because the argument is, you get swallowed by a fish, you die. Yeah, and the, and the big arguments, verse two in chapter two, out of the out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and he heard my voice, and that's like the big like, when you go to Sheol, mm-hmm. you're dead. Um, but obviously, like how how does one pray while they're dead? This is the kind of the other half of the argument. I when I always not easy. When I first read this, I was like, this dude's alive. Like, I'll say that. I didn't yeah. think, you know, granted, that's like one word that's would stick out to someone and be like, oh, he was dead. But it's, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anyone that believes that it was dead, but y'all may think that. I don't know. I don't think he was dead because if, if the Lord can command a fish to swallow a guy yeah, with the intention of, carrying him closer to his destination and shooting him out on the land, then the Lord can also keep him alive, alive. in yeah. the fish. Yeah. That, that's just the part. Like I have to sit in that. There's, there's a lot of logic, nature, natural type things yeah. that I can't use to argue scripture. Mm. Um, there's just some things that happen that we just go, okay. I get like, Scripture's real clear that the wind blew hard enough to part the waters. Yeah. That's crazy. But we've seen the wind like separate some things before, scientifically mm-hmm. do that, but not that, to, to that dry extent. ground. Yeah. Um, and so there are some things that we, you just kind of have to go, okay, um, <laughs> this is God's going to have to do this. Yeah. And if he can create the world, then I guess he can also command it to do stuff. I also think for like, even just thinking through Jonah's sake is... Say he gets swallowed and he he's dead for three days and three nights. Like, what does he learn in that? Um, is he going to learn something? Yes. And the Lord's going to drastically be like, hey, all of a sudden you're alive and now you're being spit up. But like, imagine those three days of having to wrestle with the Lord. Same thing with that walk. Like, I think there there was power in him being alive. Um, in my opinion, I just think like being, him being alive in that, the belly of a fish, like the things that he was thinking through and talking through and praying had to be just outrageous. Like, the wrestling he was doing was, I think, so much greater than if he would have been dead. And so I yeah. think for Jonah's sake and the the 
expansion of the gospel to the people in Nineveh and the, this seven word sermon is I like, I think it was a beneficial for him to be alive in the belly of the fish. Yeah. I hope you had a thought you're breathing. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> that in the air conditioner, <laughs> all kinds, all kinds of noise happening today. Um, yeah. T kind of just, I mean, he did mention like what this was. I, I think it was better for Jonah. Um, I'm going to just assume some things here. Here's that, a little side note, um, him in the storm mm-hmm. running from God, it was better for him to die in his mind. Yeah. yeah. It's just better for me to die. Throw me into the sea. It yeah. is my fault. Maybe it'll calm down for you guys. I'll be the living sacrifice for you right now and let me yeah. die. Um, and maybe that will satisfy what God wants. Mm. And, and so even the, he said it, like if he died in the fish, it's probably a great relief to him. It mm-hmm. might've been a great relief to him. Even like, I'm going to drown. That's not a fun way to die. I just got eaten by a fish. Maybe it's faster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows yeah. Um, what he's thinking, but that I didn't think about this, but it really does kind of connect to Jesus's shot at the Pharisees. Mm. He's like, I didn't come for your sacrifice. Yeah. I came for your obedience. Mm. I mean, that's, that's what it was. Like, I, I'm going to model this so that you can. Um, and so that's what God proves a really, really cool point to go like, that's not what I'm after. Mm. If you'd obeyed from the beginning, we wouldn't have to do this, but I'm not going to let you off. That's good. <laughs> this easy. Yeah. Y'all think uh, this is just conspiracy at this point. Kind of just a funny. You think that dude had a couch in there, bro? How spacious was this thing? <laughs> he had a what? couch. I yeah. love the thought. Like an Xbox. <laughs> or just like just lean, chilling. Lean, dude, you know the, the punching bags they practice with? Yeah. That, that fish is like, what was it, the uglar ugular thing what's uvula? in the back of your neck isn't it uvula, uvula? i don't know I don't you think know. he was just back there doing like speed boxing on that thing? <laughs> let me out oh no. just let Throw, me out throwing down let that me not, out doesn't be, that make you vomit when you hit that thing i don't know it was a, the fish had a human i don't know yeah that's true you think the fish had that well yeah maybe maybe i don't know there's no part of that that's going to be fun Fish yeah. are not dry on the inside. Let's go ahead and say that. They live They live underwater. They're yeah. swallowing water. That's how they breathe. I mean, Swallowing water. There's like just, a, there's a just tin n- swimming pool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nonstop. He's underwater the whole time. And so it adds to the miraculous. If we're going to claim we don't have biblical evidence that he was alive, you don't have biblical evidence that he died. We're just going to say, hey, if he's alive, it's radical for three days. Yeah. If Insane. he's dead, the resurrection after that <laughs> is unbelievable also. Yeah. Um, because it's a combination of water and acid in the belly Gosh. that helps digest stuff. And so when he came out, he was a gnarly looking guy. That's just mm. at that point. That's just like a really miserable sauna at that point. <laughs> I'd love to be around him at that time. Smell. Smelly. Sight. <laughs> all of it would have been radical. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So obviously this story is wild and i think it's probably one of the ones that stand like even like probably not even growing up in church you probably have heard about this sure um and so y'all can jump to any direction here i don't really care where we go but like what is this story either particular moments and you kind of touch on this a little bit um or just as a whole like how does this point to our god how does this point to the sun how does this point to god's word as a whole like trying to get a bigger picture of of what the story means instead of just like oh this guy didn't want to go to this certain place, paid the price, learned pretty fast, and then went and did it. And then honestly, like kind of hated himself for it, which is weird. Um, but big picture. Big picture. Sorry, I'm... T got the finger point. 
Yeah, that's that's always a scary thing. It is. I, it's like I'm. Oops. I, I want to answer your question, but I'm I'm stuck on the Matthew twelve twenty eight through forty or thirty eight through forty one. Yeah, talking about the sign of Jonah. Jesus is. I like my my mind is just there right now. Um, can you read it? Uh, I can. Let me. Sorry. Matthew twelve. Yeah, Matthew twelve. 38 through 41, this little section is called the sign of Jonah, at least in ESV it is. It says, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him saying, teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them and a sign is and like a sign that he's the Messiah. Um, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except a sign of the prophet of Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, or the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Yep, that'll preach. There's our connection. That Boom. was easy. Cash, money. I love it. So what does that mean? Jesus is the greater Jonah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you better faithful obedience. Yep. Much, much better message. True. Um, I mean, if, if someone were to walk through and like, hey, repent, <laughs> this city's going to be destroyed in 40 days. Ah! Uh, okay. I mean, like, so, so that. burning at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, you would say that the Ninevites had some sort of, let's not get wildly theological, some sort of spirit led. Um, response to yep. a message that was not great, mm. um, which is an encouragement to pastors because like that happens a lot. We'll walk off stage and be like, that was not good. Mm. Um, and wow, look what God's doing. And so, but yes, Jesus being the better Jonah, I think better, clearer message, much more faithful obedience to the father um, now sits at a position of authority mm. um, that uh, no one can push against it. This is the the classic um, case for Christ argument. Yeah. That I mean, there's we we can't produce, and no one can produce a body. There's other extra biblical proof towards that, and so you have some assumptions that you make about that too. Which all of those arguments are going to put him either in uh, lunatic or better Jonah. Sorry, this Trump. This is they're a trumpet, they're, dude. This thing. You heard that? You heard that? Thing's gnarly, bro. Yeah. That's also, amazing. Like, your mic's not picking it up. Yeah, it the, I don't, I don't think, think so. It's just in my ears. Uh, I like. I really like the um, the parallel between, well, not even parallel, almost the the exact opposite. Um, we'll call it the the perpendicular. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> from the the people of Nineveh and the Pharisees is like. Yeah. So in this, so like right before this, if I I believe I'm correct on this. But I'm pretty sure in front of the Pharisees, Jesus had just healed a healed a blind man or a deaf man. I don't remember. I think it was deaf man. Um, but the people of Nineveh who were like dirty, rotten sinners and very clear, if you read through Jonah, it was just a nasty city. And John even mentioned that earlier, just nasty city full of evil, full of sin. And with far less, um, let me say examples or um, I'm like going word blank right now with far less proof of who Jesus was um, or who God was is they, they repented um, of these things. But the, the Pharisees who had literally just seen a miracle happen, what did they do? They accused um, Jesus of the, basically it was the work of Satan in this time. They were accusing him of this. And so the, mm -hmm. I was going to say parallel, but it's, they're not in like the similar way as like Nineveh with very little proof or 
um, of the existence of God, like repented of their sins, whereas the Pharisees have this proof and they just saw a miraculous healing and they did not repent. Um, and so seeing like the exact, like the opposite reaction to those things. And so the Pharisees having more proof yet still running away from the truth. Mm -hmm. is just like a sad, sad thing. And honestly, like, I think we, it happens a lot to, to people nowadays is there's, there's so many things that point to Christ. Um, mm -hmm. and we have so much proof. We have, we have an entire Bible that we get to read through and look at the miracles of Christ to look at the, the, the greatest love story that ever was when he sent his son to die on the cross. Yeah. Um, we get all these things yet. We still tend to run away from it. And people in Nineveh who were dirty and evil and rotten had far less than us yet repented of their sins. Yeah. That's good. I think the thing that I wrestle with, honestly, with this story is the, I love like Jonah's hesitation to go to Nineveh. He flees, honestly, like to his fear and steps into his fear, um, or flees from his fear, excuse me. Um, and steps into his comfortability, um, of just like not going into Nineveh because he despised it. And then the Lord like totally wrecks that plane and brings him into the spaces that he's uncomfortable with. But the part that I wrestle with is the end of it where Jonah's still angry. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe where just the story doesn't finish. Um, but I don't know if y'all have any thoughts on, um, like why and how do we kind of wrap our heads around? Like, does the Lord just use angry people and they stay angry? Mm -hmm. Um, does he, and again, like we already mentioned this, like it's an abrupt end of the story. Sure. Um, is that like kind of where it's sitting of like Jonah maybe hits a point later in his life? Is that where we kind of have to sit on that? Yeah. It, I like the unknown. And yep. I'm okay with saying we actually don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and in that, since you don't know like how it turned out for Jonah, then you can only observe or read into or pull some sort of application from how he responded yeah. in what we do have. Mm. Um, because like in chapter four, when, when God relents from the disaster that he'd threatened them, he doesn't destroy the city then Jonah is displeased, throws a fit, and yeah. he was like, hey, this is what I told you would happen. Mm. Like, this is why I didn't come here, because this yeah. is what I believed would happen. This is why I ran to Tarshish in the first place, because I knew that you're gracious, that you're compassionate, compassionate or slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Um, and, and so he, he puts that out in front of him, yeah. and mm -hmm. then he, and he says, the one who relents from sending disaster, now, Lord, take my life from me. And so th here's the one thing that, that I like about Jonah is he's real consistent. Mm. I'm going to run from you in your commands. And when you come after me, I would rather die. Throw me in the water. Mm. Like, I, just, just take this from me. I would, I would rather die than go preach. I would rather die in the storm. And now I'd rather die than to see my enemies come mm. to faith. Yeah. Like, I, just go ahead, go ahead and kill me um, in this. Because he knew the truth about God. And even in knowing the truth, Jonah being the Pharisee, if you connect it back to the to the New Testament side of that, um, he knew the truth and still wouldn't respond yeah. to it. Like he and and he's a prophet of God. He like he he knows the truth, but in that he doesn't share. Uh, he doesn't have God's heart for people. Yeah, like he would rather see <laughs> destruction or judgment or revenge poured out because he's selfish and and we're selfish, and so that's why like often we're going to to put before you like what it means to love God and love people has an order to it. Yeah, because you won't rightly love people unless you know God's love heart God. for people. Yeah. Um, and and so this is what Jonah does. Like I would I would just rather die than mm. this. 
And so even at the end, God pleads to like the things that we should be at least like that we're naturally compassionate about. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to wish destruction on these people that I would destroy the entire city, would you at least have compassion on the babies? Mm. And if not the babies, maybe the animals. Yeah. Like, like that, and we know that to be true. Like mm-hmm. we know, we know the battle for, uh, uh, against abortion. We know that like a, a baby can soften anyone's heart. Yeah. Like it's wild mm-hmm. when, yeah. a, when a baby shows up, um, baby shows up, like you just walked into the room. Um, but even <laughs> like how passionate people get about animals. Yeah. Like you don't want to mess with PETA. Like that's just, <laughs> this is one of those things. Um, it was a and dog and hunger games. Yeah. Different PETA, um, which is a fun game to play, <laughs> by the way. Mighty. We side note: you ever see that 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 youth ministry game that's called PETA, Peter, or PETA? Uh uh-uh. uh. So it's a picture of bread it's zoomed so in on. Bad. It's a picture of PETA skin zoomed in on. Oh my or it's gosh! It's a picture of Peter from the Bible zoomed in on. That's incredible. PETA, 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 PETA. Uh, all kinds of animals and everything else. Anyway, love that. Um, and and so what we see is. Not that Jonah became a faithful prophet one day. Um, he was faithful to respond to God and was still irritated. Yeah. We see a consistency in his life that was a negative consistency. Um, but the reason was is that he didn't understand God's heart mm-hmm. for people. Just didn't have a clear idea of that. And this is what led to that. So I, I love to, to be like, hey, one day in heaven I'm going to ask him because I have mm-hmm. to believe yeah. that to be true, how yeah. it played out. But more so on earth I can learn mm-hmm. how not to approach people. Yeah. I mean, how often do you see that reflected in people um, today? Is That's my thing, is the amount of people that I've had conversations with and you can just see in interactions who I would I would argue are, are Christians um, but just don't quite understand um, or can really comprehend God's heart for people. Yeah. And so, like, the amount of times that I've seen somebody who, who grew up in a church and um, were blessed to be raised in a Christian household— and they get to, to high school, college or whatever, and, and they meet someone who's like, yeah, like I, I've been living in sin all up until like last year. I was mm-hmm. um, out partying. I did all these things. And so constantly living in sin and they come to know Christ. And the amount of times I've seen people like be irritated with that and not celebrate, like it hurts. Yeah. Like that hurts my heart for somebody to be like, man, like my entire life, like I, I've done this and I haven't done those things. And But then somebody who has, has been living in sin they come to Christ. Like, why did they get to experience those like 18 years of like no mm. repercussions and getting to do these things and to like see the resentment and almost anger towards people at that. Yeah. Like that hurts. That breaks my heart. And so mm. like, this is, I think people read this, even John saying it, like, if you're they're going to claim that 120,000 was babies, if we're going to claim that, then that city probably had 600,000 people in it mm. or close to it. And even if it was 120,000 people, I mean, that's, that's college station yeah. and Brian right there. And so but for him to be angry, that entire city of people, whether it was the 120 or 500, 6,000 people like that to see his anger towards that and him being mad at that is just Mm -hmm. like a scary thing. And I think a lot of us read this, we're like, Oh, like whatever. Like he was angry is like, no, check your heart. Like how often, and I've done it. Like there's been times in my life and I've had to check myself. I think we have friends in my life who are able to call me out on that, but I like seen someone, I'm like, man, like up until your sophomore year of college, like you were out doing these things, living, living freely. You, you have no repercussions because you don't understand like what sin is. Mm. And now you come to Christ is like, why, why did you get to do that? Like, why did I not get to experience those things? And when I look at it, like, I think it was a blessing for me, but like how, how often are like we today like angry at people how often are we when we see somebody like and this is extreme case and we know where he's at right now but like is when the whole kanye thing came out 
say how many people were angry towards him Mm -hmm. and just like resentment in their heart and be like, no, that's not the case. And now you can argue, well, I don't know what happened there, but people like that is there's, I was messing with John the other day about a singer named Ranger Smith, um, country singer. And I mean, he's had like a, he's had a rough past, but the dude is like, come to know Jesus. And it's a really, really cool story. And it's through the death of one of his sons. Mm -hmm. And now he's like seeking to go into ministry and like leaving country music. Um, and it's a really, really cool story, but for like people to be like, oh, but he like said this and did that. And like, that's not fair. And like to see the people reacting to that, like that just hurts my heart. Mm. And it's no different than what Jonah's doing here. And yeah. so like, that's my, when I look at this and my encouragement, my challenge to people is like, when you, when you see non-believers or even new Christians, it's like, what is your heart towards them? Mm. Again, is it, is it reflecting God's heart and his love for people? Or is it reflecting like our just flesh of like jealousy, mm. um, anger, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. I think that goes back to the greatest commandment too of, I think the more that you understand the way the Lord's the Lord loves you unconditionally, mm. the more you can start to see that in other people um, and the heart that he has for, for all of his children, not just you in particular, like you can't sit in a spot and be like, man, this is just me. I'm the hot shot. Um, yeah. Cause I think that's, that's the opposite of what the gospel is. Um, love Philippians too. Um, Christ becoming best chapters in the Bible right there. You what? One of the best chapters in the Bible yeah. right there. Uh, I'm going to forget this and botch this. Uh, it's what, a, what verse does that start? Became verse one, found, one. In, found in human likeness, <laughs> becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Uh, um, five. Yeah. Um, just that whole idea of Christ, like submitting, um, and becoming humble. Like you just can't sit in a spot if you're saved by him through grace, through faith. Like you can't sit in a spot and be like, man, look at you yeah. and what you've done in your past. Um, cause there's just no room to talk there. And so kind of transitioning here and you kind of got us on a good foot here of checking your heart. How can we walk away reading a story like this, obviously this is like Old Testament. People kind of just read it and like, oh, that's cool. That's fun. Uh, but how do we like read this and walk away with something that we can tangibly apply? Um, good question. Let's see. Jonah is probably um, the the best. Now, he's probably the most effective prophet there's ever been. Mm. Um, and was wrong. One. Yep. Because his message to them was, yeah. I mean, like really straight, hey, your city's going to be destroyed in 40 days. Like repentance out of fear. Yeah. just yeah. And, and there was nothing else. There's nothing else added to that. Yeah. He said on the first day of the walking and proclaimed, in 40 days, Nineveh will be demolished. Mm. Yeah. Walking through the city, just proclaiming that. Yikes. The entire city responds yeah. in turning their attention to God. And so, so you can say that he's probably the most effective prophet there's True. ever been, and he was wrong, which was a fun one to put on top of him. Oh, yeah. Probably the most, maybe arguably the, the most famous foreign missionary there's ever been um, and mm. was, was really good <laughs> at what he did yeah. in complete disobedience. Mm. And so when we, when we look at those two things, even all the way to the end of like, just go ahead and kill me, mm. um, we cannot... Um, read this story and not just be reminded of an unrelenting, um, passionate uh, Christ's fault type of yep. kindness that God has um, towards his people. Mm. And, and so like his desire is that all would come to repentance, yep. no matter where you land on what, how that is accomplished. That's, that's his goal. And so when, when we think of, 
we just come out of the Easter season and you think of what the cross was and the violence of the cross and, and, and the death of Jesus and all of those things don't point to the kindness of any individual, yeah. but, but what it, it reveals God's heart for people. And, and so often I push this down because I, I know myself and I know my sin and I'm, I'm surrounded by people like that. And so it's hard for me to like, God loves us. It, that's mm-hmm. just a, when I think about the cross, I will naturally, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I'm going to naturally lean more towards God's glory being displayed on the cross, which yeah. is 100% true, than his love for people, which is also 100% true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I like to go that direction. But but when you read like Romans Romans 2, 4, that God's kindness uh, leads us to repentance, his kindness is meant to yeah. do that. His, his display of mercy and forgiveness for us does that. His display of mercy and forgiveness for Jonah Um allowed the people of Nineveh to respond is because he could have just wiped Jonah off the planet at any point he wanted to. Um, And then his, his kindness for the Ninevites, like even spared them in in that. And so that has to, like, we have to have the confidence for ourselves that no matter how, whatever our view is of Christ Mm -hmm. um, and I can go to him the first time and the millionth time asking for forgiveness, like he's faithful to do that. And he's faithful to do that to everyone else. Mm. If yeah. I will practice it, then I will extend it also. When I go to him in repentance, it, it's easier for me than to offer it to mm. a brother or sister who's who's walking in that. And I had a conversation with a guy today that I was like, hey, I don't like that the Lord puts you through things that allow you to learn to respond more gracefully to other people. Mm. But he does. And that doesn't make them easy. Yeah. But what it is is an opportunity for you to learn from and go there. So you have to assume that with with Jonah, which pushes me to like my final thought. And I don't because we preached through this what two years ago? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, my and freshman I don't, year. I don't know if I even like mentioned this in the story of it. Uh, I could have. But one of the things that I pull from Jonah now reading it is like I can't run and hide from God. It's mm, good. Like I could. But I can't. You ain't going nowhere, bro. <laughs> but what's actually, I should just have it on my mind that I should resist the urge to run and hide from my father. Yeah. Um, in shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he's like, hey, let's play yeah. hide and seek, maybe. But but like I shouldn't just run from him yeah. in shame yeah. ever. And so whatever I'm struggling through, whatever disobedience I have in my life, whatever sin issue is coming up, and and I'm resisting taking that to God in prayer. Um eventually, because he cares for me, I might get thrown off the boat and swallowed by a fish. Mm. Not literally, but there, I mean, that would be kind of a radical story. Um, <laughs> but in, Jonah part two. in some way. And so yeah. I, because he's going to answer my prayers, he, he yeah. is near in those spaces. And so when, when Jonah refused to pray, here comes the storm. When he prayed, yeah. <laughs> he gets thrown up by a fish. <laughs> Um, and so like God, God listens and God answers. And so there's not a reason for us to run and hide. Yeah. I mean, his heart was, God's heart was, it's obviously everywhere and for all the people. Um, but specifically for Jonah, it was in Nineveh. And if you look at it and look at the maps and stuff like that, Tarshish, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. was basically one of the most secluded places that you could go. It also happened to be in the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. And so that's, I'm like, is how often are, is going back to what you're saying is like, how often are we trying to run? like as far away and isolate ourselves as far away from God's heart as we can. And mm-hmm. so for, for Jonah, God's heart was for him to be in Nineveh with those people. And what did Jonah do? He's like, I'm, I'm high can tell to the opposite direction yeah. as far as I can go. And so it's like, how often do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it, God's heart is um, for us to, to minister to these people across um, the street, across the country, across the world, um, if his heart is for us to, to tackle a, a sin struggle, 
um, whatever it is, it's like, how often are we turning into hell and running in the other way as mm-hmm. far as we can go and secluding ourselves as far away from possible yeah. um, from that. And so like John said, you, you're not running from it. You ain't getting away from it. Yeah. Good luck. It's probably going to be worse for you if you try to. Yeah. You're going to swallow by a fish. It's true. It's Metaphorically, good. maybe literally. I, I don't know. That'd be that would if be that happens, let us know. That we'll, be, we'll get you on the podcast. Yeah. No, for sure. Even if you smell, we'll get you on here. Don't worry. <laughs> we got you on. If, if you look like Jonah, we've <laughs> talked about it. Like the assumption. He probably got bleached. Yeah. Yeah. And Tarshish, the thing that they were known for was worshiping a fish god. And so one, actually? yeah. And That's so like crazy. that, the thing that they worshiped was a fish God. And so, and so one of the it's things, wild. one of the things that as this guy walks through <laughs> bleached, crazy. smelling like fish, proclaiming yeah. that the city's going to be destroyed. A lot of the pagan guys were like, fish God showed up. Yeah. We better, we better, we better turn to the yeah. God that he's talking about. Fish yeah. God is here. Like even that part of it fish is, God. is radical. I'm sorry. Fish God's getting here right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better as she bear. Um, <laughs> true. True. Um, Them he bears. And, and so like all of the little parts of it yep. have purpose because the story could have been like he got thrown into the ocean and um, the waters were calmed and they were going to get him back out of there. But no, I sent a dolphin with a saddle on it Ooh. and Jonah got on the back of the dolphin and he couldn't control the Whee. dolphin because I was in control of the dolphin. But the dolphin did his little, little, little cool jumps, little SeaWorld yeah. tricks all the way over and then kicked him off onto the shore and he was Terrible. fine. Like uh-huh. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, no, get in the belly and be bleached. So maybe you look like a fish god. And when you walk through <laughs> the city, your, act- your message is stronger. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Along with your smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his smell is stronger. That's great. Any final concluding thoughts for the people? <laughs> for people. People. I think we ended on fish God. Fish yeah. God. Just reminds me of daddy God. From <laughs> <in my life. laughs> That's where my mind goes when you say that. Yeah. Yep. One of our freshman guys yesterday said, oh, hey, uh, God. <laughs> hey, <laughs> John, John, goes, John goes, did you just say hey? Just say hey, God. Hey, hey God. <laughs> hey, uh, God. Hey, dude. That's, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's all I got. I love it. Hey. Hey, can you <clears throat> can you close us with the at the bar? Just like you started us. That wasn't a bar. That was, that just was a bar. A, I don't know how to You're close You're dropping it. bars. Need, need this, need I need like a lyric. Give me a lyric that I, I can say. <laughs> Talk about fish God. Jonah. Fish God. Fish God. Jonah. Comes. Oh, gosh. I'm not ready for this. Yo, welcome to the fish god, yeah. Jonah in the fish for three days. Buddy, came back to Nineveh. Hey, we'll see you guys back next week. <laughs> Golly. <laughs>